0: Welcome to the Reading for Success podcast brought to you by the Success League. This podcast focuses on books, articles, and other resources for customer success, provides you an overview of each, and gives you an honest assessment of whether or not it's worth your time. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, my name is Kristen Heyer, and I'm the host of Reading for Success. I'm also the CEO of the Success League, a boutique customer success consulting and training firm based in San Francisco. Last week I kicked off my review of Crucial Conversations by Carrie Patterson, Joseph Grenny, Ron McMillan, and Al Switzler. We covered chapters 1 through 3, so if you missed that episode you may want to go back and listen to it. This week I'm talking about chapters 4 through 6, which are three of the chapters on how to effectively conduct a crucial conversation. So let's get started. First of all, if you're reading along with me, I inadvertently chose a big chunk of the book this week, so I hope that you were able to keep up with the reading. I'm going to scale back a bit this coming week and just have us cover chapters seven through eight next. So what is this section about? Chapter four is called Listen to Look, How to Notice When Safety is at Risk. This chapter talks about why it is difficult to see what is really going on in these types of conversations and how we can learn to see if everyone is feeling safe. Chapter five, make it safe, takes chapter four a step further and gets into the ways that you can create a safe place for dialogue. And lastly, chapter six is called master my stories, how to stay in dialogue when you're angry, scared, or hurt. It covers the stories we make up about what might be going on in order to justify our feelings and actions. So what do I agree with here? My favorite part of chapter four is the self assessment toward the end of the chapter. You can take this in the book or you can visit the author's websites to take it, but it's pretty simple. I love assessment tests and I found the results very interesting and helpful. I now know the bad habits I tend to fall back on in crucial conversations, as well as the areas where I'm strong. And if you're using this book to try and zero in on where you need to do some work, I would recommend reading chapter four taking the assessment, and then deciding which of the rest of the chapters to focus on. There were a couple of things I liked about chapter five. First, there's a great case study on a manufacturing company that was on strike for over six months. The union had agreed to a contract, but it was not a great one. And when everyone returned to work, tensions were still very high. In order to figure out how to bring the groups together, senior leadership had a group of managers and a group of union leaders go into separate rooms and lay out what they wanted for the future of the company. Then they swapped rooms to see if they had any common ground, and what they found was that almost everything they wanted was the same, and this exercise ended up laying the groundwork for an improved relationship between the groups. The authors tell the story in greater detail, and I think it's an excellent example of what can happen when you create a safe space for discussion. I also like the exercises later in the chapter that can help you learn to map out what the authors call contrasting statements. These are where you say something that you don't want, like, I don't want you to think I'm criticizing your driving, along with something you do want. Like, I want you to understand how worried I get about you when you speed. I don't know if I've just given you the best examples here, probably not, but I do like the idea. Basically, it allows you to clarify Two contrasting parts of how you're feeling so that the other person truly understands where you're coming from. In chapter six, I like the section on clever stories. There are victim stories where we tell ourselves that we aren't at fault, villain stories where we tell ourselves that the other person is at fault, and helpless stories where we tell ourselves that we can't do anything about our situation. The authors talk about why we tell ourselves stories. And they provide a great reminder that there are almost always two players in a situation that leads to a crucial conversation. We usually bear some of the responsibility. So there wasn't much I disliked here, but while I do like the examples and the theory behind all three of these chapters, I feel like they are light on practical application and on explanations for the exercises. For example, I wish there was a guide to what a good answer to the contrasting statements exercises would be. You're sort of left to your own devices, and I think it would be helpful to know what you're aiming for. There is no exercise for chapter six, and I think that would have been useful as well. As I'm flipping through the book, I see that chapter 11 has some suggestions, so I'm hoping to see something more concrete there. Is this worth reading? I think all three of these chapters are worth reading. As I mentioned before, if you're looking to zero in on some areas where you're struggling, you could shortcut this book by just reading chapter four and then focusing on the chapters where you need work. Otherwise, this section is worth your time, both professionally and personally. If you're reading along, next week we'll cover chapters seven through eight of the book. You can pick this book up on Amazon, and I'd recommend the paperback version since there are useful exercises and you'll probably want to write in the book. We'll put the link to the book in the episode notes. If you're a regular listener, please take a couple of minutes to subscribe, share Reading for Success with other customer success professionals, and rate the podcast. If you have questions or ideas, I'd love to hear from you. I can be reached at Kristen at the Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join Reading for Success next time.